0: Hey guys, welcome to the Gay-Ass Gathering, otherwise known as The Gag. I'm Joey. I'm
1: Ali. I'm Zia.
0: And we are here at the Gay-Ass Gathering. Once a fucking again, more than, or no, two out of three members of us are halfway vaccinated. So that's something to celebrate about. Um, Once we are all fully vaccinated, doses and all, you know, maybe we'll just like quest on our gathering world tour once all is safe and acceptable and we're able to um you know see some trade out there i don't know where this came from but that's just clearly what's on my mind right now it's just getting the fuck out having some type of stimulation besides the one coming from my left hand to my dick ali
2: you're left handed yeah you're left handed i was like what
1: are you not right-handed
0: see when i jack off for some reason i'm left-handed
1: why do you think that is used? Do you have more <laughs> dexterity or is there more speed Wait. on that hand
0: what does dexterity no. mean i don't know if dexterity I'm that is, is like this
1: like being able to uh uh a coordination like okay. coordination i guess
0: yeah
2: yeah yeah see um hold on
0: what
1: which
2: hand do you drive with when you drive one-handed
0: right-handed
2: that's weird okay i'm right-handed i can only drive like with my left hand i feel like when i drive with both it's uncomfortable when i drive with just my right it's uncomfortable even though i'm right-handed but my left like it's no yeah when i drive
0: yeah yeah i am left-handed because you have your mm-hmm. hands you have your elbow, I have on my the dash, elbow on the my,
2: my knee I yeah, have my yeah elbow on my knee and that's how i'm like stable no, but yeah. When how? I drive
0: with one hand, I have. You're right. Yeah, I do the left hand, and then my elbows on like the mirror thing. But how do you jack
2: off with your left hand? I'm. So I don't know confused. why. I think like it I'm just... right handed. I can't. It feels uncomfortable. See That's for me, me
0: now. I'm like testing it out. <laughs> see for me, like <laughs> I'm like wait. Should I pull it out? Do y'all want to see it? Like um, for I don't know, and like maybe because my also like I'm not like Captain Hook, but I think just like you know when like the dick has like a little like lean. Like it has like a princess diaries. <laughs> like it has the little like pop, like it just has a little like cute lean. It has a nice little lean that sways towards the right. So for some reason, when I hug her with the left, it just like works for some reason. I don't know if there's anyone with some really nice soft hands and would like to try it out. I'd really be down because um besides earlier this week I haven't had any sexual interaction and earlier this week wasn't good. The only good thing about it was the money. Anyways. (laughs)
1: Left hand rights then.
0: Left hand (laughs) rights. Funny. But um, speaking of a lot of fucking things that are getting action and things that are also gay, Lil Nas X is getting a lot of action and a lot of bullshit from his gay actions so Zia
1: so or right, if you guys haven't heard obviously Lil Nas X came out with the call me by your name song and of course as a result he wanted to drop some like satanic ass merch and he teamed up with this brand called I mean it's MSCHF so like y'all correct me if I'm wrong I'm gonna call it mischief I'm guessing. Mm -hmm. Um, so basically they used Nike sneakers as like their base to like customize his collab sneakers. And the sneakers have like a whole pentagram, apparently have like a drop of blood, little six, 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 kind of cute. Not going to lie. But as a result, Nike decided to file a lawsuit against the company. And I don't know if Lil Nas X is named in it, but I mean, it was his collab with the company. Um, basically saying that like this collab is making nike look bad in some kind of way and on one hand it's like nike's got a point because they're selling modified nike sneakers with their logo on the other hand though that's something that people do all the time like even this brand mischief they did a collaboration or some kind of Reworking of the Nike sneakers to look like Jesus type shoes. Like, I think they even had a crucifix. The, or something ones, on the Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. The heaven ones. So, you know, Nike didn't say anything then. So everyone's like, so why are you so pressed now? You know, Mischief purchased these sneakers and they're choosing to modify it in their own style to do something different. So, on one hand, like, I get Nike's point, but on the other hand, it's like you choose now to be pressed when they're coming out with cute Satan sneakers. So I just wanted to get, like, y'all's thoughts on, like, um, on this because afterwards Lil Nas X was kind of saying that, like, you know, big brands were kind of, like, getting in the way of, like, artistic expression in some kind of way. So, yeah, I mean, thoughts on this. Ali?
2: Okay. So uh, first off, um, I think Nike's overreacting a little bit because, like, like you said, uh, they had no issue with the heaven or Jesus ones uh i think the reason that they're mad about this one of the reason that they're you know taking legal action is because of the amount of like publicity and conversation it got like nationally or globally because of Lil Nas X um i feel like those sneakers would have been released anyways but Lil Nas X like i don't know he helped push that because it like went with the th- something like a theme in his music video that just got people talking about it. Like, I don't know. Also, it's not, on, it's not that big a deal. It's not like it's, you know, mass production. It was only 666. It was clearly only gonna be like little Nas fans who like got that shit and it sold out in like what a minute. So, I don't know. Nike needs to calm the fuck down. Nobody who like bought Nike before this event is gonna stop buying Nike because of this event. Like, no one's gonna toss the Nikes they already have. Like, Nike, you're fine. It's not that big a deal.
0: (laughs) See, I agree completely. When I first heard this, I was, like, I get how it could come off as, like, such way to some people that, like, aren't really subscribing to this whole, like, gig and air that Lil Nas X is doing. But first off, art is um, subjective. So it's, like... If you don't really like it, you don't need to subscribe to it. You don't need to watch the video and you don't need to buy the fucking shoes. You don't even need to look at them. Two, if this is the case and like we're almost like in this weird thing of holding people super accountable, it's like that's pretty much saying, like, okay, well, all these fucking like rapists and execs should be fired and we should stop like watching their movies because of the things that they did. But they aren't. They still have their positions and they're still being able to express their art. Yet they have a clear record of past things that actually negatively and harmfully affect other people whereas people are taking Lil Nas X's somewhat controversial artistic decision as something to almost hold him accountable for and that's what I don't like and then he's receiving like some type of negative repercussion as like his shoes not being sold because of like his artistic decision like I don't really know Satan. I don't really like her. I don't ever want to meet her. I'm on the other girl's side. But like, when it comes to shoes, like, I don't, like, I'm not going to be like, no, he can't sell them. I'm just not going to fucking buy the shoe. Even if I was in the company, shit, y'all are the ones going to be making bank off of it. Like, you guys are stopping yourself from your own income. I don't know if anything, what I said just makes sense, but. I
1: think something that I don't know if we spoke about. Last time, and I don't know if Lil Nas X has a relationship with Christianity in some way, it seems like he does, just based on the references in the video. But if a person makes content that's like religious based and is seen as like blasphemous or controversial, like, and they're like, Oh, like you're taking a religion and you're skewing it this way, or you're trying to make this kind of statement, you're trying to do whatever, like, yeah, that's what you do when you have a major influence in your life in whatever kind of way you know I'm not saying that religion is like pop culture but like it kind of is like you have like your main girlies you have your set of beliefs you have your traditions and like you know for example like you take like Madonna and the religious stuff that she would do or Gaga the religious stuff that she would do that was all based on them being a part of that religion and doing art based off of it so you can't like telling them to not do art off of it is like, that's their tradition. They grew up in it. Like you should be allowed to express how you feel about something you grew up with. And like, that was a huge backlash that was kind of tied with the whole sneaker thing. And that people were like, Oh, like he can't, um, or he shouldn't do this because, um, you know, like he's like pushing, which again, it's like, people think he's like, some kind of video game character, this freaking devil caricature that people like think it is. Like, I don't, I don't know. I feel like everyone's just getting too pressed about this. And if he has something to say about religion being oppressive, well, motherfucker, he isn't wrong. He's not wrong in saying that. So I don't know. I I feel like Nike getting involved in this whole thing with the lawsuit is just like legitimizing this when I feel like even Lil Nas X himself was just trying to like make a statement about his experience. And move the fuck on. You know, I feel like this kind of just adds more fuel to the fire instead of I agree. just letting it move on, you know? Holly?
2: Uh, yeah he's allowed to make art based on something that was part of his life it's the religion he was raised in much like me i'm not religious anymore i was like catholic that's how i was raised that's what i was born into i don't necessarily follow that hardcore now so if i choose to like make art about it then that's my life experience not only that but the video was about how like people who do subscribe to those beliefs like view him and his sexuality and I don't know, people are just up in arms because you know their children streamed Old, Old Town Road, watched that a bunch, and it's like, how could you do this? It's what about the kids? Yet Old Town Road was what? About like lean and boobies. Like these parents have clearly never read the lyrics to that song. So yeah.
1: Also, exactly. sometimes art just yeah. isn't for your kid. It's Period. Not for your kid.
2: Your child might just kid. not be the audience for it. Exactly exactly
0: and that's um one point I wanted to make two points actually the first point and I think it's pretty obvious to be honest the first thing I saw when I saw this I was like if this was like a white guy like this wouldn't be getting this much heat no pun intended with heat because like hell Satan haha but like when you think about it like I don't think it would to be honest for me at least I don't know like if that like if I'm in the right to say that but like I think just because it's like a black gay man it's like seen as this like extra like it's already a taboo topic but because it's coming from a person that may not be as represented in this way of expressing art everyone is like oh my god you know like everyone is really taken back by it and it's almost kind of like a joke or something to laugh at and point at and like kind of label him as like like this whole like misinterpreting and like mislabeling him as like oh like he's now gone crazy or like he's trying to sell people this and he, it's like that whole twisting of the narrative and it's like girl ever in a streaming old town road two seconds ago i don't i don't know if that like statement that i said makes sense really but um also to your point again i agree it's the thing of like like how many fucking times do we have to say this it is april of 2021 we just fully are living through a pandemic and people are still not realizing that entertainers artists musicians people that make art and people that entertain are not your fucking kids if you do not like the shit that they are watching please turn it the actual fuck off the other day at the barbershop my like the barbershop that i go to is like jewish and they're even asking me about it and like what do i think and they're just like yeah you know but the kids and everything and the kids and i'm just like okay well same thing with like when wap came out i was like if that came on tv if you as an adult want to watch and enjoy it that's great and if your kid is in the room, you either kick that motherfucker out and you enjoy the fucking film or you just change the goddamn channel. Like, I don't understand. Like, I, like I'm like i not the smartest in the group, clearly. I'm not the smartest ever, clearly, considering as I have to say if that makes sense after each one of my fucking statements. But what really makes the fucking sense here is that these people are not your fucking parents. I remember back in the day, I was watching this old interview with Madonna and they said the same shit to her about well, what about protecting your kids? And she went off on this report. It kind of went viral on Twitter, I think, a few weeks ago. And she was like, okay, well, I'm I'm showing sex. This is something that's real. Sex is reality. Sex isn't a fantasy. I'm portraying it through a fantasy of mine. But nonetheless, the topic of sex is reality. So you could either change the channel or teach these kids about it because the reality is your kids are going to be ending up fucking anyways. And this could be a great opportunity for you to teach your kids about safe sex. And that's a huge, especially at the time she was referencing, at the time, uh underage pregnancies or you know, young age pregnancies were a uh, risk or a very popular and viral thing that no one was really talking about. So that's how I feel on it.
2: <laughs> um I have a little something to add um yeah. the other day my parents asked me uh we were having dinner and my parents asked me like what i thought of the whole little Nas X like call me by her name video and all that and i'm just like um i didn't care for the video much i like the song it's not my taste but i'm glad a black queer man is able to like put out whatever type of art he wants and then my stepdad just went on a whole rant about how like this is like like weird like industry messaging and i don't know this is how people get you he's one of those like weird theorists and i'm just like it is not that deep it is a kid like a 21 year old kid making a music video and a song that he cared to make and he's like no but blah 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 and i'm like i can't and he's like but kids and blah 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 i'm like no no but kids and then he brought up how um, his uh, six-year-old, no, seven-year-old uh, granddaughter was like, I don't know, bumping to WAP. And I'm like, well, that's on your daughter making sure her seven-year-old isn't like bumping to WAP. Like that's not on Cardi B. She didn't make that song for your seven-year-old granddaughter. How about like her parents just make sure that she's not fucking doing the WAP challenge for no damn reason. She's seven years old. So that just, that got into like a deeper conversation that I just had to exit. But like, I can't with like these old ass boomers, like the people like, you know, the generation like before millennials and like above are really deep in their feelings about this, which clearly shows that they're not that open or as open as they think they are. And I said that exactly to my parents. They're like, what do you mean? We're the most open adults in the family. And I'm like, yeah, the conversation we're having now you think that's open i'm like what the hell is going on with this shit? so only like old people who are really deep in their feelings and take this shit to heart for no reason are the only ones who just are so affected by this i don't understand why
0: and that's the thing um a point i wanted to make is like it literally says parental advisory explicit warning on the single CDs, the album cover, keyword parental bitch, or whoever the fuck is watching over your fucking child, please either give this CD or this album to them or keep it away from this motherfucker. Like, I don't understand how people miss that point. Another fucking thing that your point reminded me is that it's funny that like these adults are like, you know, keep or like, want to like protect their kids from like, you know like this like these type of like artistic decisions and like type of creative things that may be rubbed the wrong way off to people as if like those are the only dangers in the world you know like and it's like all those parents that are doing that it's like okay well you may be protecting your child or you would like to protect your child from like you know sex on tv or whatever but it's like who knows you could be doing worse things to your child directly that even more inheritively negatively affects their life in the long run than them watching WAP or listening or streaming WAP a few times if that makes sense like I don't know if this is an appropriate example but it's like someone like could easily tell their child like don't watch this or whatever and they think they're like some type of savior for their child and they're saving the next fucking generation by their kid not watching WAP or streaming call me by your name yet they could be fucking traumatizing that kid with how they raise up like just because you're doing this weird sense of like overprotecting doesn't mean you're necessarily protecting them. I don't know. Does that make sense?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Parents thinking they're protecting their kids. They're using religion as or the belief of God and religion as like an excuse to just get all up in arms. But like, let's really talk about religion and like the negative effects it has on society. Especially the church. Like, let's talk about all the like hidden things that like people right. don't like to talk about when it comes to like these like religious establishments. Let's be quite honest about that. But no, you're upset that this person is talking about their own experience. Anyways, stream the song, watch the video, find a poll to slide on.
1: That's it. Ali to your point about uh get a poll to slide down on, I've kind of been tempted to like try oh my god well I mean all credit to FKA twigs initially but like when I saw her doing it I was like well obviously she's like an ethereal being I will never be her I can try but like I'll never be FKA twigs however seeing Lil Nas X do it it was just so much more uh like fun and chill and more like anyone can do it so I don't know it looks fun
2: I see that. FKA Twigs makes it look, you know, real artistic. Lil Nas X is making it look, you know, real fun.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, gosh, I, I've, if we ever have like the, a physical manifestation of like our house, like H A U S, like, yes. we can have like, we just have like a pole, like no context. And we'll be like, listen, for, for whatever purpose, just slide down to hell, slide up to the heavens with FKA Twigs, like, do what you want. We just, I don't even know if that makes any sense. No,
0: completely. Just have completely. a poll. Just have a poll. We're here. We're clearly, fuck. I forgot what I was gonna fucking say. I was gonna like work as a transition.
1: Are we okay? But,
0: um, <laughs> not really, but something. Oh
2: my God. why the question just fuck me up? Are we okay?
0: <laughs> Honestly, no, I'm. I'm not doing okay. <laughs> I'm doing so poorly that, like, I really, like, really have depended on, like, TV, like, more than I ever have for entertainment, whether that's, like, scripted series like Ginny and Georgia, or if that's reality television. And speaking of reality television, people on Twitter are talking how they would like Love Island to potentially be replaced with a show titled Ready to Mingle.
2: Uh, yes, so ITV is this British network channel that like airs Love Island, they're the ones who made Love Island famous, and um they're thinking of not having that maybe coming this summer and replacing it with a show called Ready to Mingle.
0: Yeah, so the uh, description of Ready to Mingle is that the show will follow a single woman looking for love who moves into a luxurious home with 12 males competing for her attention and a big cash prize. The catch is that not all of them are actually single. Some are simply pretending while working behind the scenes with their real-life partners to secure the money up for grabs. The lone female contestant, keyword lone female contestant, will get to know the lads across a series of activities, games, dates, eliminating them one by one until her quote-unquote dream man is left. At the end of the show, once all the decisions have been made, she'll discover whether her chosen fella is indeed available or if she has been misled.
2: Uh okay. I
0: hate to Can say I that start? I will be watching. Yeah.
2: Okay. Um I know how you guys feel about this but I just want to start real quick just in case y'all are on the opposite spectrum. Um I am a lover, a deep deep lover of reality TV. Y'all know that about me. Anybody who knows me, follows me on Twitter, just who's I don't know, walked by me, I probably had my phone on a reality TV show. So I I live for this concept like 50/50. Um I'm here for the kind of mess that would ensue. Um but I'm not here for like, you know, the lead potentially getting their heart broken or basically consenting to like being real life catfished or just being fucked over. This whole situation is weird, but I do think it would make an interesting show. Clearly, I wouldn't go into it thinking like absolutely, like there's gonna be love at the end of this. I see like a couple, I see marriage for them, I see kids. I don't think that's gonna happen. It's clearly just there for, I don't know. In the UK, anybody who's on reality TV becomes some like superstar celebrity. They got a blue check, they got a million followers like within a week, and they're like a D list celebrity there. And they got followed by the Daily Mail. That's what this show is intended for. And I will be streaming.
0: So for me, like when I first read this and when we were like briefing before the show and everything, I was like, I had the immediate reaction of like, this is so fucked up. And that's why I emphasized like the, even the wording they use, like the lone woman, like it's just like, oh, <laughs> like Jesus, like way to just like throw this bitch in a pool of sharks, like <laughs> trying to find a fucking like, goldfish and um at first and even still like I still have that opinion of like this is fucked up and this is just like asking like and watching someone's feelings potentially get manipulated on live television or on television for the fucking world to see but to Ali's point as well unfortunately the more fucked up the premises or the more fucked up the tv is the probably better it's gonna be so as a viewer and as someone that works or has worked in the industry, at this point, to be honest, if there's someone that is willing to sign up for this and have this happen to them, not like holding like a victim and making this their fault and like kind of making it like, oh, well, you should know before getting into this. But also at the same time, if they're giving you a fair description of what the show is and you know you just might go into this getting your feelings hurt, hey, at least you getting paid to get your heart broken. Whereas I'm getting left on red for free, unfortunately. So maybe I'll be on season two and just fly out there once I'm vaccinated mm-hmm. And all. See,
2: the premise of this show, honestly, what I expect to happen, hoeing, homewrecking, heartbreaking. That's it. It's very clear. But um, I, what I will add is- it That's was a such, show.
0: Right? That's a good show. It is a show. What'd you, what'd you just say show. or repeat that?
2: What'd I say? I said hoeing. <laughs> Oh shit. Homewrecking and heartbreaking. That's it. That's it. Fuck the chase. The chase is a boring name. Call it that. What I just said. ITV. Let's talk. That's the Zia.
1: Zia. (laughs) So I am on the other end of this. I don't watch a lot of reality TV show if I ever have to. It's definitely not romantic competition ass shows. So I'm coming from a place of Inexperience in knowing mm-hmm. the diversity of romantic TV shows that are out there, this is some fuck shit. And let me tell you why. I I don't know, like, I, I, okay, I understand how it can be seen as like a really entertaining train wreck to watch something like this. However, and we talked about this a little bit earlier. You know, the the main reason why reality TV became such a thing was because there was a strike of writers, like the Writers Guild, in like the early 2000s, where they had to then pump out a bunch of reality TV shows because no one was writing TV shows at the time. That era is long gone. But for some reason, we still feel the need to take real motherfucking people, put them in whack situations, and just kind of like, go from there. My issue is like, these are real people and I might be kind of fucked up, but I don't take pleasure in like watching a poor woman go to a show, try to find not necessarily love good dick affection, a friend, and then just be done dirty like this. So we laugh at her at, I mean, listen, there are enough people in this world being a whole real clown for us to need to watch someone be put in a situation like this to laugh at. I don't know. I mean, it, it's, not, it's not for me. It's definitely not made for me. It's not meant for me. I'm sure that it's entertaining in some degree for some people. But I just, I, I don't, I don't know. These, these kind of romantic reality TV shows, or not romance, but you know, yeah, fake romance reality ass shows, they're just like overdone. And I think I just want to see better for ourselves as a society. See, I
2: understand where you are coming from, 100%, 80%, but I am somebody who has been mentally fucked by reality TV their like, entire lives, especially their childhood. Um, and I feel like shit like this is like the blueprint for like a good reality TV show It's just following the blueprint get a bunch of people like have them you know consent to this bullshit and let i don't know put them get them together and let shit play out i'm i'm just i'm here for it i enjoy it and i i to be honest like some of my favorite reality tv shows are the romantic ones uh but i do like other ones there's this one going on right now called the circle it involves like there's like a catfish element to that show that game and there is this girl her name is Manrika. she's like completely being herself on the show but she's being catfished by this woman named natalia but Manrika is under the impression that natalia is a man named felix who's about the same age as her but that is not the case so the show's been going on for like a few weeks now And viewers like really love Manrika at first, but like as the show continued, they're really hating her. So they're waiting for the finale to happen so that Manrika finds out that, hey, you're not in love with this Felix dude. It's some bitch named Natalia and you've been played. So there is an audience for this. People would be excited for this. That show that I just spoke about is going on in the UK. This show is about to go on in the UK, too. I'm watching and I'll let you know
1: about it. I guess British people are just built different, but I don't, I mean, listen, I would rather, I would just rather watch a scripted series with more fiction behind it. I guess what weirds me out is like, this is like a real person. Those are their real reactions. And I get, you know, obviously editors and producers do their thing in making some things not a hundred percent real. But we're supposed to believe to some degree that it's authentic. And I guess that's kind of what weirds me out. It's like, oh, like these are, I don't know. It's like real people's feelings. And you're yeah. going to do it for a couple bucks. It's very Black Mirror-ish to me. Maybe that's See? that's what it is.
0: And that's what it is. And it's like, this is no shade to you, Ali, to any of, you know, our British listeners that are just British people in general that like watch this shit. It's like yeah, this, the like British. there's like, I'm you kidding. know. <laughs> there's like, you know, quote unquote, like messy reality TV. But I think like what, like we think of messy reality or what people think is like messy reality TV is like the common or the norm now for us, which is like housewives and like, you know, shit like that and drag race even where it's like, it's messy, but it's like, it's not, I I don't think it's extremely messy. Whereas like these shows, like the circle and like this one, this like ready to mingle show, this gives like new low type of like, this is actual like, messy tv it reminds me of like you remember in the even stevens movie how like the whole like the whole movie is like based around like they they like go to like this like paid vacation and like they're being taped for a a reality show but like a really fucked up one and they're literally getting sabotaged and manipulated into situations and they're like this is so fucked up they weren't saying that on disney but like you know pretty much saying that it kind of gives me that where it's like This is like a new low. I'm not like dragging it, but that's only verb or the only word I could use is just like it's just like a new low type of messy. Like they're really like creating this like complicated plot in order to bring good TV, which I know it will. But I think they could still deliver the same amount of entertainment, and I think the same amount of people could be thoroughly entertained if they you know maybe hire some new creative writers, or they could easily easily hire people writers and make a show or a scripted show there's talented writers that just fucking graduated in the middle of a pandemic hello like there's ideas out there and i don't like this thing that hollywood does where it's like not only are they not going to try to move forward they're gonna stay reductive and just keep on repeating things in the past if that makes sense. I mean, for example, with the reboots and shit like that, it's like not only are they trying to give us a new show, we're just going to sit and reuse the same shit and just milk it till it's
2: completely dry. I see your point, but this is not a concept that has been done before. Have you heard of a concept like this?
0: No, but it still files under the same type of like you just alluded like you compared it to like a show that pretty much is like the way to get through this I show is catfishing.
2: An element of it. I mean, yeah.
0: Like that's the thing. They're in the same like niche of shows. Like you know what I'm saying? Hold on.
1: Mm-hmm. Like I there's like messy something.
0: reality TV and then there's like messy reality TV, which is that. Yeah. I just thought of something. That's the I thing. Imagine... these aren't
1: oh, I'm
2: sorry.
1: I'm just gonna say something real quick. Mm-hmm. Like these aren't uh competition based. So there's like no skill or talent behind it, which is why I think reality TV show can be interesting. This is more like you got a bunch of first-year psychology students to come up with like the weirdest social experiments and then just gave them a ton of money to like execute those experiments on like real people. So like, is it a bad thing? No, but is it kind of black mirror-ish? yeah kind of like yeah. you know it's hard to it's like real... put
0: your finger on something that's black mirrors. all you could say is like it's black mirrors, and like people
2: get it you yeah, know what it is it's, it's like, like it's, it's very... like a
1: feeling of like taking advantage of 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 human of like yeah like what makes yeah. us human sometimes which is something like love you know
2: yeah see but this would be something that people But people would sign up for this like they'd know the premise they would sign up for it what I would not be down with if I was somewhat involved with this would be like, imagine like your man being one of the suitors and you're just like. seeing him trying to get with this girl you're like what the fuck is going on, I would hate to be on the other end of that I would hate that so much like yeah he's trying to get this money, but like. Watch him actually dump you and stay with this chick.
1: I would rather be that. If I had to be in the show, I would rather be that person than be the girl getting played. Not <laughs> the girlfriend lie. that's on
2: the back, creating the planning and manipulating yeah. the storylines for the boyfriend.
1: Listen, if if we listen, if we were thrown into this, if this was a Hunger Games type situation, yeah, I would rather be her.
0: See, honestly, for
1: me,
0: I just in like not even to like say like something about women but i just don't like how the first season they're doing this they're just like let's all like show how this woman is about to get like her heart broken and it's like doesn't the british women already do a terrible job of portraying women in the public that's a good point. you know like don't you guys not have a good past of keeping women in the public so now you're actually gonna make it the show's premise to ruin this bitch's life for a good few weeks on set
2: that's a good point. You know, like would, I would like you know I would what I would to watch
0: it. Watch it. Have a guy get his heart broken. If that's the case, that. then fuck yes. You know, dating them. It should gays, be a guy. Girls, that would be like kind of be fun.
2: like yes. It should be like a D list like male celebrity over there. Just got a bunch of like, like you know, not famous women
0: like paying back, some back. Type.
1: Okay, I'm kind of getting into this. I I just. I can imagine, like, some insta some instabrov who's probably trying to sell a couple of properties and whatever. Yeah, and, like, it's, it's like Rob from know? Essex, yeah. Oh yeah, Rob oh. from Essex, what's up? I'm here to meet the love of my life. Like, she's got to be proper fit. You know, like, one of those guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excuse our accents if you're British. A So you're not
2: welcome. A British.
1: A yeah, Right, yeah, a Geordie, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like... Mm-hmm okay actually but, like, yeah maybe do. i wouldn't hate see
0: but that's storyline. the thing though it's like i just then that's why i had to bring it up i just don't like how it's like starting off like with like a girl because now especially like all these media companies and television corporations especially in the past few years with like me too and everything have been like coming out about like we stand up for women and equality and it's like
1: do you and then we're gonna or- make money last yeah, you know they don't you know, you know they absolutely
0: but, don't <laughs> obviously but like that's the point it's just like It's like, it takes so much more to like, or it takes so much less to actually just like not do shit like that. Like you don't even have to preach about equality and messages and stuff like that. You just don't have to do shit like this. You don't have to attack necessarily or put people in threatening, emotionally threatening positions. Right. From dating to singing.
2: So Ariana Grande recently announced that she's got a judge gig on The Voice. Uh, She's going to be joining the next season. Uh, she's going to be joining Kelly Clarkson, John Legend, and Blake Shelton. Um, why? See. That's my question. Why?
0: As the Ariana fan, may I have the floor? Mm-hmm. I agree completely. See, I don't watch The Voice. I literally do not know anyone who has come from The Fucking Voice. I think the last person who I know who's come from The Voice is melanie martinez and that was like that now is long ago that was in fucking high school like that shit was so long ago the voice has over 40 something seasons at this fucking point i do not watch a show nor care about it and i think it's very corny and it's in this age of singing competition-based reality shows where it's not even about the contestants it's just about the judges henceforth that's why they hire all these like fire a lists and stuff like that because it's just like i don't know it's like it's like getting to know the celebrities and the judges without having to give them their own reality shows in a way. I don't know. It's just a way to get to know them even more. And people apparently really like watching these celebrities behind these spinning seats or whatever. Anyways, when I first saw this, I was just like, all right, girl, like, I'll get your check. Like, I didn't have any hard feelings about it. I don't really have feelings about it, period. Um, I don't think this is going to last a while. One, because I don't think Ariana's the type to like these type of fabricated shows like this. I think if it was something more authentic, then she would be into it because she's known to not liking these very fabricated produced type things. That's why she kind of does things very on her own now when it comes to like collaborating and stuff like that with companies. But also the voice likes to shuffle through people. Like they their contracts don't last for years. This is the whole point of the show. I think we're just used to American Idol where it's like once we have these judges, we keep them for- as long as their five year minimum contract goes. Whereas the voice really shuffles through these people more than this bitch is about to be shuffling through men on Ready to Mingle. But I, nonetheless, I mean, gone girl, get your check. I guess she just doesn't feel like paying from her account for her wedding. She doesn't feel like paying her wedding for her account. She would rather just use the voices coin they're gonna be giving her, so work i guess i won't be watching unless if she performs but even that i'll be watching on youtube way later but go off my queen
2: um you just said that like i don't know you kind of just like liken the voice to like these other reality singing shows competition shows and i feel like out of all the like singing competition shows the voice is the only one with like i don't know that people feel is like the most genuine and like not about like fuckery because it's like people who like it's not these randos that just go and audition you don't really see like the funny like bad auditions but i get that i get that but also at the same
0: time if it was so genuine and they were looking for these like for the best for these upcoming talent let's see the contracts because we're not seeing their material anywhere so I, know, I don't know you guys really. I'm looking not saying they're
2: getting for that the is. best. I'm not saying they're looking for the best. They're looking to make a show. But, but they do get I like think these it still actual fits. singers. But like they're they're not they're absolutely not getting the best. Because if you think about it, they've been mm. around since, I don't know, fucking forever. And yeah. they have not produced one star, not one star. They're like in the teens like of seasons, like the number of seasons is probably like what in high school by now are uh, probably about to graduate, to be honest and head off to college, but like, yeah, no, they have not produced one star. The only star I can think of from The Voice that is not a judge is Christina Grimmy, who was taken from us way yeah. too soon. I live for her, I love her music. Uh, but yeah, no, The Voice is mostly about these the judges panel, to be quite honest. That's the most entertaining part of the show. Um, and I feel, but in saying that, I do feel like Ariana is gonna bring a lot of relevance to the show. I think it's smart on, you know, the show's part to sign someone like her, because it's like, she's kind of the biggest pop star of our generation.
0: Yeah. Of like the pop I don't want to say millennials.
2: Not the millennials. The like, the like people born like right the cusp or like and younger than the Gen Zs. Everyone's like Ariana because we all watched. We pretty much grew up with her. We saw her grow up she grew up with us. So, that's smart casting, but what is this going to do for her? I don't think this is going to do much for her besides just have her around like more like musically creative people. Right. It'll probably, you know, give her like a flow of creativity, you know, for an album, inspire one album. But mm-hmm. that's about it. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. The only people yeah. that The Voice has have ever like made careers for is Blake Shelton. That's about it. Yeah,
1: I am happy for Miss Ariana. That's really the only person I care for in this situation. Like I said before, I'm not really a reality TV person and I'm not about to start being one. So, I listen, I wish all the best to Miss Ariana. Clearly, she's just collecting a check, and that's okay. Good for her. These singing competition shows are kind of redundant i i'm just really not a reality tv ho y'all i don't know what to tell you like i just you know i watched some of american idol maybe i watched some of the voice when i was like half asleep one night same difference to me so you know good for her
2: i will say this dynamic is gonna be a little strange kelly clarkson john legend Blake Shelton and Ariana Grande like could you imagine what it's like not in the break room because I'm sure they all have their own little trailers or whatever but could you imagine just like a just off camera conversation between those four like what the fuck is that supposed to be Kelly and Ariana just talking and like Blake Blake being I don't know real country I don't know what the fuck I can't that imagine be
1: about. Yeah, what do they have in common
0: yeah for me personally I just think it makes it very obvious that like they needed like a teen pop sensation considering there's like people that have like like you know people in their 30s and 40s are the you know fill the rest of the judges panel so it's just like they clearly needed which is smart because they picked the best one at the moment but i don't think they thought about how that's going to make great chemistry for the show which is what the show depends on so maybe they're just really depending on the ariana stands to tune in to just watch their girl because that's a part of stand culture is like attending whatever your fave is going to be at watching whatever your fave is going to be at so maybe they've really reached that low in their ratings where they just need to depend on the fucking ariana stands.
2: um nick jonas is one of my faves and he was a judge on the most recent season and i didn't watch that shit at all i stopped watching the voice after like right. season th- after a specific point i don't know when cassidy Pope won which i haven't heard about her in forever but yeah no i haven't watched it in forever But yeah, no. Nick Jonas, they, so they swapped Nick Jonas for Ariana Grande.
1: You could tell it's like the rotating seat for like the young popular artist. Sometimes though, I feel like those singing shows for artists almost feel like a, not like a retirement ass thing to do, but like it's like the one they seeing... get the
0: Vegas residency thing. Yeah.
1: Right. Like you're not seeing Miss Meg or like Dula Peep doing these. Right. Like it's people that have a certain level of establishment. And maybe that's because the shows want like a more quote unquote legitimate artist who's right. been in the industry for a while. But yeah, I mean, like I'd say that Ariana's one that's still quite popular and still quite active. So it is interesting to see her do something like this. Though it makes sense because it's not like anyone was touring last year. Again, I'm just happy for the check that they're cutting her. Right. <laughs> you know, Same. get or your no. money.
2: I'm thinking about how, like, a bunch of the ex Now, like, Selena Gomez is probably one of the only, like, ex-acts of our generation um, out of the, you know, the big four that hasn't been, like, a reality TV singing competition show judge because miley has for the voice ariana's about to be for the voice demi was on x factor so
0: i like her music some of it but that might be for an actual reason you know mm. like i don't think any of these like vocalists i come on the voice want to get judged by selena gomez i mean like like her music she's probably a sweet girl met her in the elevator at work before Knows it was lovely but like that's probably why it was probably an actual legitimate decision of theirs
2: listen there's a difference between being a vocalist and being a recording artist Selena Gomez is a recording artist and that is what these people want but they are vocalists but at the same time I do understand what you mean that's like that one time what one of the guys on the one of the people auditioning on the x factor came for like Demi or Britney I forgot who it was. There
1: yes. we, I think okay, there we go. I think it was dummy. I was trying to think right now. He was there like, was... "But you
0: use auto tune, yeah?" I remember that. It. That
1: was like, yes. see, Even if there I was her, go.
0: I'm not like a fucking lavatic. But even if I was her, I would have been like, "Broke bitch, aren't you the one that spent eight hours in a fucking line at the fucking downtown arena to wait in line to sing in front of me? Shut the hell up and stream my CD again." Okay, and but get listen. That shit right.
1: Are points being made? Yes, because a lot of those people yeah, go into the show with raw talents and a raw voice. And then you see homegirl here sitting doing nothing when her engineers are the ones that are putting all the work in. But I and don't of course think you're gonna be like, Well, was girl,
0: performing well though. That's the thing. From what I remember, oh, I no, think no, 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 no. That's what like... I'm saying.
1: No, no, he he yeah. was totally being an asshole in that situation. Like he was just butthurt, honestly, yeah. to like see a woman succeed. Yeah, yeah. it it was different. That was yeah. different. But I I do get the the criticism of like just because someone had industry connections with their family or with their friends or where they lived, it really does, you know, there's not too much of a difference between a Demi Lovato and someone that went to a show and was judged by Demi Lovato. I'll say that she's, she's an okay singer or like Selena Gomez. She's an okay singer. Yeah, She's more connected than anything else. So I do think it's important to like acknowledge that like, there is some merit to saying like, So how the hell did you end up in that chair? And I'm performing on this stage for you. Right. If you're not a vocalist. I think there's some merit to that. No, I I agree completely. But you know, that point.
0: I mean, it's like when people come for some judges on Drag Race, when they're like, okay, who are you judging drag artists and you've never put a slab of Krylon paint on in your life? Like... You know what I mean? Or war pads. It's like that concept. That's why Jeffrey Boyd Chapman is no longer on Drag Race Season 2.
2: Well. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, we're done talking about that goddamn show. And we're going to be going to a break real quick. And when we come back, we'll be talking about a whole other show of absolute buffoonery. And to what some people think is fine men by some of us not not most of us and that's going to be during our trade of the week which we'll be coming back to shortly
2: fine memory <laughs>
0: yeah because i was about to say like hands like something like gentlemanry. rear i was about to like do like a windy ism <laughs> with the words and I pause the recording.
2: you're listening to the gag uh we are back with gag reflex let's just jump right in to trade of the week this week he is the founder of white boy summer Uh, It's Chet Hanks, Tom Hanks' son, Uh, Tom Hanks' other son, because he has one famous one. This one, he's something. So uh, social media in the past couple days has been going a little nuts over Chet Hanks, who formerly used to go by Chet Hayes when he wanted people to think he was, you know, down with the shit. That sounds like the whitest thing I have ever said, but yeah, he wanted people to think he was down, um, and um, he he was dragged profusely in the past in the past couple of years for his affinity with black culture, black people, mostly black women, and uh, he put out a, a little video on his Instagram saying that it's about to be white boy summer. Uh, he's out here looking for a black queen and all that, so yeah, um, so social media just like really took to it, and spe- let me stop saying social media, Twitter, Twitter did what Twitter did, even though it was like a thing posted on Instagram, Twitter just like comes with like the best like conversations, and this man, this man Twitter is like real 50 50 on him. I see people talking about how like they are down for white boy summer. They are about it. They're going, they're all for the pink peen. And other people are like, that is not for me. Get that shit out of my face. No, thank you. Um, I don't know if y'all want to start or if y'all want me to start, but you know what? I'll let you guys start. I'll let you guys start.
0: I'll start. Okay. So if we're talking about physical appearance and his nomination as our trade of the week, um, I'm going to say in some pictures, I understand you, girl. I understand you and and you're seen. I see you, Ali. In the video, in his promotional advertisement for the upcoming White Boy Summer... I'm not going to lie. He does look fairly well. He has some, it might be because of his uh, clear Jamaican ancestry. Maybe he has like a nice little tan on him. He has some color. Um, He definitely used his father's debit card to get his beard filled in because the beard looks unclockable. I'll give him that. His body's nice. He might've gotten his lips done as well. And they look real nice and juicy and red. And I, and knowing your type girl, I still, I 100% see this for you. We have the same type, but, like, we also have our subcategory types. And Ali loves a dumb-faced white man with a buzz cut and a beard and somewhat fit, somewhat plush lips. So this is definitely up your alley, girl. But, um, so I see it halfway. Yes, I do. But this man is just so much of a fucking clown. Like, I can't get over it, and I don't think I could take it seriously at all and just... Like, I, you see, I grew up in Maryland. So I've been through a lot of white boy summers, or I've witnessed a lot of white boy summers from miles away, whether that was going to high school itself or sitting in my yard lonesome at night looking at all the other white kids in my neighborhood play. A white boy summer in the age of 2021, right after Donald Trump became president, does not sound like something that's most flattering to anyone.
1: I'm hoping that you edited in that clip of him doing his uh, his patois thing because my god when you guys hear that clip like listen I don't know whose man this is but
2: big up, big up the whole island massive it's your boy Chetana coming straight from that golden gloves you watching my father told and experience in a while soon forward come big up, tune in
0: Yo, big up the youth, them way at of
2: Kingston. And we wake up this morning and we see the thing turn up. Internet gone mad. Respect, you're dumb now. the soon far with a yard.
1: Booyaka, My God, he, I, I, oh God. I was literally speechless.
0: I don't care if his credit score is fantastic, but it's like, this is worse than dating someone with a past or present in improv. It's some shit where it's like, yo, I don't, and not like SNL improv, but like bootleg improv in like the fucking house Kitchen area. Like some shit that's really just absolutely unforgivable. And if I may use your words, Zia, charitable.
1: It's but done. like that How video done. of him
0: doing the Patois, <laughs> like I, I'm so mad that Chet Hanks is the thing that has brought a smile to my face, and it is not due to his appearance.
2: Let's rewind. It's due to
0: his performance.
2: Let's rewind. I have been laughing my ass off for the past, I don't know how many few minutes. Um, I'm dead at you absolutely dragging my taste. You came for me real hard. <laughs> I, just, I couldn't take it. Wow. My son's I follow, your, <laughs> I was I like, follow that
0: alt Twitter. I know exactly what it is, honey.
2: <laughs> Anyways, yes. So, um, as Joey let slip, um, I <laughs> am, listen, I am not fully here for White Boy Summer. I can't be. There's no way. But, um, but I am low key here for chat. Hanks, because he listen, he's not harming anybody. He's acting a fucking fool. He he's listen, he's acting a fucking fool, a cracker ass fool on social media, but he's not pissing me off like most white people on social media do. So because he has not pissed me off yet, I know that there is a chance. I know. I know that there's more of a chance that he will, but right now, he's giving me entertaining content because of him. I was just laughing my ass off for like five minutes for no damn reason. And his podcast is so fucking fun to listen to. I don't need it done around me. I don't need white people around me doing it, but oh my God, this just popped into my head. There's this guy who at like at my job, he doesn't work there, but he's from another company. And that company sent him there like at least like a couple times a month. And every time I see him, I'm always just like, oh my God, it's that necessarily fine white man. Listen, I am not normally like this in like this not at all. But sometimes the spirit of Tamira calls, speaking of calling my um, save that for later. Uh, but, but yes, the spirit of Tamira also calls and that guy at work kind of reminds me of like, chat, like gives me that chat vibe. So I don't know. I just, I don't have it in my heart to like hate this, but I'm going to keep a close eye and monitor it just to make sure it doesn't get out of hand.
1: Ali, no. And I'll tell you why. When you look at his face, it looks like someone pulled up the free version of Facetune, went to the resizing section and went like this they pinched his lips. Okay. That shit does not look natural. And I care about you. And this is why I'm going to say this. Even if you're into him for trade girl, what are those lips going to do? What are those lips going to do? I'm not saying about making out. I'm saying if he's down there and he's stuck, like those lips cover, you're going to get full teeth, man. Like I'm concerned for you. If you think this is a good option for trade, like No, just like, no, he literally triggers my fight or flight. Like, no.
0: (laughs) To me, what he gives me is like, when you're at like the beach town, like in ocean city or like the boardwalk and you go to the uh, like iron on t-shirt shops and you want or someone wants some white man wants a picture of Eminem on a hoodie. That's exactly what you're going to get on that fruit of the loom hoodie is that.
1: He gives me like someone that would like have a black scent just because he grew up in like a lower middle-class neighborhood like anyone else right and like you know he's he's one of like i don't know he gives me very um yeah like boardwalk but like slide me his number while he's working type thing like uh, just yeah it's just disappointing
0: if that's if that's something you want to pursue and, um, once you're fully vaccinated and you would like to go on this hot boy or white boy summer, alley. if there's some good peen, keep an eye out for me, but, um, for the most part, I'm okay. And I won't be attending this, especially if hosted and promoted by Chet Hanks, but oh, no,
1: you will catch me at whatever Meg the styling decides to do for hot girl summer. That's right. where I'll be. Fuck white See? boy summer.
0: Yeah. We don't, we don't shame people here, but also at the same time, uh, no uh, a kind no you know um you know us no gay with men, a little heart emoji yeah no the heart emoji the pink one with the little yeah. heart on the top right corner of it you know you know us gays we have a reputation of liking sex a lot um but and men a lot but this is one that i'll take a pass on one thing we will take is a break and we'll be talking about that after the break hey guys welcome back to the gay ass gathering and now we're going to jump into our newer segment Tweets read by twats. In this week's tweet is, quote, gay dudes really love sex, end quote. You see, when I saw this tweet, it had me thinking a lot. It's really the casual, like, six-word maximum tweets that really have me thinking shit in the hours of, like, three in the morning and whatnot. And it just had me thinking, do we, do we as gay men, do we really love sex or are we naturally more inclined to love sex and be sexual and be invested in sex is this something that society has put on us and something that we are now projecting back after being projected onto that by society what are you guys' thoughts
1: as a gay man i have so many thoughts i'm just kidding (laughs) Um, so
2: i'd say that like sex the love of sex isn't clearly like strongholded by like you know sexuality or you know sexual identification. Uh but I understand mm. how this simple statement could cause a lot of conversation. Cause I wasn't that much in agreement at first until you guys, you know, made some points. And thinking about it, like gay men are just like more easily able i don't know and from my experience from the like people i know gay men are more able to just like freely and easily talk about sex like way more than heterosexual people do and i feel like we're able to just i don't know take away that like that barrier of sensitivity as far as like joking about it or talking about it it's just not mm-hmm. as i'm going to use the word taboo but it's not as big of a deal in our culture to just like make it like a casual conversation than it is in like straight culture so i could see why not only that but dating apps um there are like straight dating apps that you know like hookup culture and sex culture is like you know like a pretty big thing but i feel like with like with gays It is a thing thing, it is a thing thing, Uh, which makes this just even more true. Um, I, yeah, I feel like just like conversation and like rhetoric about sex just comes more naturally when gay people are talking about it.
0: That's a really good way to put it,
2: Zia.
1: I wonder if it's because to some degree being in a queer space or being outwardly gay kind of there's kind of like uh, an implication that you've like thought about your sexuality or you've thought about sex in some way Mm -hmm. and how you relate to it so that there's almost like more of a comfort to talk about it versus like with like a straight person or like in a straight group not that like people haven't thought about sex obviously but it's not an explicit thing i don't know if that makes any sense their
0: sex or their orientation is quote unquote according to society the norm so when someone is gay they kind of have to all out of it thus forth make that conscious decision on their sexuality which then kind of gives people the impression that they've thought about sex they're conscious about it, and they stay conscious about it
1: Right. Exactly. That, that, yeah, it gives, it gives that illusion that like, um, that their sexuality was a conscious choice or not, you know, and not in the sense of like, you choose to be gay, but like that you choose to, uh, have yourself known as being gay or queer Mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's maybe what it might be because when I compare, spaces that I'm in with like predominantly gay people or queer people versus spaces that I'm in that are very straight, the conversations are quite different. And I don't know if that's necessarily a good or a bad thing in the sense of like in queer spaces, it's so much easier for me to talk about things related to sexuality, to pleasure in any kind of way for like whichever genitalia versus like in a straight space. I feel like, especially because it's women talking and sometimes straight guys are involved it honestly, sometimes the conversation does turn more to who gets the most pleasure out of the interaction, or like how to please a guy yeah in some it and it sounds twisted, but yeah, I've yeah. definitely been in more conversations about giving a successful blowjob than successfully eating a girl out in like a straight space I i've see. actually I've had more conversations like that, so when straights talk about sexuality and pleasure, it sometimes is so like penis centric in a way that it's like, do I even want to engage in this? Because it's not yeah. even for the woman's pleasure, it's how to pleasure the partner and like in a very disregard your own pleasure kind of way. Versus in queer spaces, it's very different, which I think is somewhat a bit healthier and that it focuses more on the individual's pleasure and their partners if they would like for that to be a thing so it is so at the end of the day is like do i feel like sex is talked more about in queer spaces yes but i don't necessarily think that's a bad um, thing (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm. uh (laughs) so yes agreed (laughs) um i feel like the reason that like sex is just more of an open and easy conversation in Queer and gay spaces is because we are more open um I also feel that it's because of you know as a like gay person as a queer person, you spend like a bit of time in your life, however long, like repressing those you know like queer qualities or queer feelings, and when you finally like come into yourself as like a like and grow as like a queer person and you're comfortable with yourself you just you're just comfortable period and i don't know i feel like we got to this point when we're i don't know in our own little bubble with like our community or people who like are allies and we for the most part stay in those bubbles or like find like that easy like comfort in that bubble that we just end up just I don't know, feeling more comfortable talking about things that most people, that most straight people would feel is like not appropriate conversation or like conversation that Mm -hmm. they would find difficult to have openly.
1: I think it's also because the topics that are every day in terms of sexuality for queer people are like, either really weird or shocking for straight people. in the Mm -hmm. sense of like, if you discuss something like dildos or strap-ons or um, pegging or, you know, friggin' prostate massages or something with straight people, that's seen as like extreme, weird, kinky behavior that like maybe some people are familiar with, maybe some aren't, but it's definitely not like a norm. Versus in queer spaces, like, Mm -hmm. I could talk to y'all about bottoming all day and it's no big deal for you guys, but you definitely don't talk about that. Yeah.
2: The difference in like a conversation with like queer people about like sticking a finger up a butt, Mm -hmm. up a man's butt. And like the conversation with like straight people about sticking a finger up a man's butt, completely different. So yeah. Yeah.
0: And that's a question I want to present is that, do we think that since, you know, I mean, especially now talking about, like, Lone On Sex and the calling Me By Your Name video, it still looks, like, clearly as if, like, being queer and being gay and being, you know, like, practicing gay and queer sex is something frowned upon, shamed upon, and almost in an attempt trying to be taken away from people? Do we think that kind of makes us inherently, like, crave it more, if that makes sense? Like, especially, like, you know, when, um, like, for example, like, whenever we have, like, our trade of the week, or whatever, and Ali and I, like, are really going off when it comes to, like, trade to the point where even you, like, no tear, no shade, like, you're just, like, damn, like, you really love dick. And we'll be, like, girl, like, we spent most of our lives in the closet. This is our moment to now, finally, no Diana Ross. But, like, we've come, we've come out, girl, you know? Do we think that has an effect in it? Because we're kind of predispositioned and put into life Holding back on just pursuing things that everyone should be able to pursue, which is who they love, and then yeah, their, like, that's kind of like in that sense, yeah,
2: hmm. yeah, that's kind that of like, an relationship to, like it? what uh, something I said like a little earlier, just like the repression of like our sexualities or our queerness, yeah. like those characteristics. Just I don't know, when we come into our own, we just feel way more comfortable being ourselves. And I don't know if it's, like, partly it's from, like, picking up things in, like, queer culture or, like, gay culture specifically that, like, have, like, Mm. made us, like, that have made us, like, we've seen how, like, people in our culture, once we're, like, really in it, like, are when it comes to, like, discourse about sex or anything sexual and how, like, I don't know, it's just, I've said it enough times now, but like it's pretty open with us so once we get to the point like past yeah, yeah. the you know like repressing it's just being and part of like queer gay people just mm. being is just being comfortable and feeling like sex isn't anything to like be prudish about or for the most part just like something that's not a difficult conversation to have with other people it's just another conversation yeah
1: you guys do make an interesting point in the sense of when you were able to come out and to comfortably speak about how you felt about someone like in an intimate way it was when you were at an older age with like obviously more vocabulary more ways to express yourself and I mean that in the sense of like for straight people you could be six or seven years old and say you want to like rub belly buttons with a guy And even though that makes no sense, it, you know, it's normalized. It's okay if a girl's like, oh, I want to like, you know, kiss this prince or marry this guy or do whatever. And because it's like, okay, yeah, that's so cute, sweetie. Go ahead. Like no one's going to give you shit for that. Then yeah, maybe it is that straight people are able to express that type of language or express themselves in that way from a very young age, so that when you do have all of this vocabulary, you just don't speak that way. And I mean, in the sense of like, if you just think about like phrases or vocabulary right. that queer people use, cunty, that word is has a way more uh, strong implication for people that are not in the queer community. Like, I would never use that with, like, my straight friends. Right. (laughs) Um, The concept of, like, like show hole, like, even though that was totally a joke, which I think is still kind of funny, like, like, you don't say that in traditionally, like, straight spaces. So, yeah, I wonder if maybe that's part of it that kind of plays a role in some way that's Um, a good point
0: it's like you know whenever like say like back in the days when we'll go like get boba or whatever the shit looks so good we're about to get it we'll be like oh my god I'm fucking wet or like I'm a hole for this boba you don't see straight guys being like yo I'm pre coming, looking at this like fucking boba pre come is so hot but like (laughs) see there it is you know what I mean I'm kidding but it's it's like that you know it's not even like the sexual kind of like adjectives and kind of wordplay aren't even up for grabs on it in the straight vocabulary not saying all straight guys don't but it's like it's just because it's kind of like thread and like sewn into our upcoming mm-hmm. or our upbringing um, as gay people
2: mm-hmm. Um, y'all just always reminded me of like a conversation I had at work a couple days ago with some coworkers. Uh, there's one other gay at work. He's my work bestie. Um, and we were having a conversation about this other coworker, and we said he was trade, and um, a couple of the like straight coworkers were like, "What the fuck does that mean?" I'm like, "The only trade you guys know is when it comes to sports." And then we were like, you know what? Guess, guess what trade means. And like the straights were really racking their brains to try to figure this shit out. And like, we had to explain it to them. And they were like, huh? I was like, it's weird, just like me talking with someone else who is gay. And like, we just like, it's just, it's just a simple word for us, what trade is. But they were just yeah. so like, so out of our bubble that they just like, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't flow like that for them. They don't know it. Uh, Not only that, there was something else that, uh, crap, there was something else that I had thought of, a whole work situation, but anyways, but, um, oh no, now thinking about work, uh, whenever like a hot guy like comes through, me and the other guy at work are just like, you know, Signaling each other like, "Hey, look over there," and we're like, "Yes, completely agree." And I see the straight guys at work do the same shit when a woman with a fat ass walks by, like they just like look at each other and then like they like stare or like they make little comments. I'm like, "Listen, us faggots at that kiosk, we still be doing the same shit too." So, mm. and I remember having a conversation with a straight coworker about the word cunt. Um, <laughs> And um, I was like, listen, with gay people, it's honestly, not, it does not carry the same weight that it does with straight people. You say that, you say the word kind of in front like of like, just like straight up heterosexual people, they're like, whoa. You say it in front of gay people, it's just like, okay. Anyways, moving on, like, continue with the conversation. It's not that jarring. It's not just because of the context. Well, it is because of the context and because of the audience whoever's receiving it so yeah i don't know you just shit gets looked at through different lenses and i feel like a gay or queer lens just gives you a better picture in my opinion i like the picture get, yeah because i don't like not knowing the gay shit that i know now like imagine me at this age imagine being you at this age with like none of like the like gay lingo or like culture that you've like experienced could you imagine that <laughs> that i'd be so boring oh my god who would i be
1: Huh. i can say as someone who very much straddles both of those worlds the gay slash queer side is <laughs> just so much more entertaining so much so that like like my I mean my vocabulary is for a good amount of it is y'all's vocabulary as well like the way that we talk and text and whatever there are definitely times that when I am communicating with my like straight side they think like like they're like oh you just say things in such a funny way Or like where did you come up with that little phrase that's so funny and like mm-hmm yeah it's just different it's real different. there's a lot less creativity and involved. i used to
2: think that like maybe it was like i used to think that maybe it was because like within our age group that like people our age group would probably understand like all that lingo because it had to do with age but no no there mm. are people like a couple years older than me at work and like a few years younger than me. The youngest like coworker I have is like 18. Besides that there's another 19 year old. They're both straight as hell. They are just not in tune with like most of this shit. And I'm just like, oh, wow. So it's not just age. It really just, it really just is sexuality because like, wow.
0: You see, I mean, not to like two and bubbles and with the exception of Zia, but the straight world seems real vanilla, kind of like Ali's pick for trade of the week this week. But, but
2: <laughs> with that being said, we're no, yeah. it's, you can finish, I'll say it during break. I'm sure. I was just about to say that, you like, sure? the vibe that Chet Hanks gives me is the same vibe as that one Demi Lovato tweet after she did the whole 23 me You know, um, I just took a DNA test, turns out I'm like one percent African remember that
0: that's like every white person when they like spend 2.99
2: on an ancestry.com see that's Chad hanks after after one one night with a jamaican
1: woman that's the thing if it takes you more than like five seconds to explain your ethnicity (laughs) you're white like you're just white
0: If you have to start doing the quadratic formula and pulling out percentages <clears throat> okay. and shit, and you confuse me as if I'm doing my taxes mm-hmm. to explain I your have ethnicity. this
2: white coworker, he's Jewish. And he's right. like, I'm like, you're like literally the only white person like in our department, like not only just our department, but like both departments next to us, to the left and to the right. You are the only white person out of like 30 of us. And I'm like, huh? I should, I lost my point. I lost my point. I lost my point
1: mid-sentence.
2: Mid well, let's wow. just go to a break. <laughs> Perfect time for a break.
0: Yeah, one thing, you know, it's okay. You lost your point because one thing we're about to gain is our teachable moment. And that'll be right after this break. Hey guys, welcome back to the Gay Ass Gathering. We are going to close the show up with our teachable moment. And my teachable moment is in lieu of our trade of the week this week. And my teachable moment is that I'm so disappointed to say that in my terrible week I've been enduring through, I'm mad that Chet Hanks, out of all people, is the thing that's brought a smile to my face because I just keep on replaying these goddamn videos of him that I forgot surfaced from a year ago. It's probably, I was hiding it from all the 2020 trauma shit. Little did I know that that had a part to do in some 2020 trauma because that video is a goddamn mess. It is absolutely entertaining and really just puts a smile on my face. Like this just might replace like videos of corgi puppies for me now. Like whenever I'm sad, I'll just look at at dog (laughs) videos and dogs playing with babies and shit that i'm just gonna pull up chet Hanks performing this absolute buffoonery of his but yeah that's my teachable moment zia
1: my teachable moment for this week has to do with that interesting ass tv show that we were talking about earlier i fully trust the name of it what what was it called the chase the ready to mingle it wasn't the circle the chase there we go The chase is what helped me realize that reality TV is not made for me. It's never been made for me, and it never will be made for me. Because, listen, if I want to hear about a social experiment, I'll just go to Black Mirror, get my paranoia, and get the fuck out.
2: So I just realized I've been calling that shit the chase. It is ready to mingle. I just checked again. My bad. Anyways.
0: um... It's all good. We know you chase Chet Hanks. Anyways.
2: Anyway, so going back to the whole Chet Hank situation, uh, my teachable moment um, is something not to just carry with you through summer, but through life. Um, If the spirit of Tamira calls, make it a short convo. Um, There's no need to, like, have it be long. Not at all. Not at all. If you dip into, you know, the unsalted sea, um, just make it a visit. Not a stay,
1: a visit, a short one. That's it. Ciao. with
0: that being said, it's been a lovely stay here at the Gas Gathering and we're going to wrap this show up. So
1: yeah,
0: it's been lovely. I'm Joey. I'm Ali. I'm Zia. And we'll see you guys next week for another episode of the Gayest Gathering. And I promise you will have a more promising trade of the week. Anyways, (laughs) I'm kidding. Anyways, we'll see you guys next week. Bye.